gentlemen welcome to the life unplugged podcast it's your host jeremy i'm back with a special special episode because today i have platinum singer songwriter and international recording artist i I was gonna call him uh mr crowder but y'all might know him as jc he has a hot new single out called for me jc welcome to the life unplugged podcast how are you doing this evening what's up man i'm good bro that's good, man. Hey, I really appreciate you coming on. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the people that might not know who you are? All right. My name is JC. Uh, some people call me It's Your Boy JC. Uh, but yeah, just JC. And uh, I'm a singer-songwriter. Uh, I try to focus on just being a songwriter, but I always get thrown back into being an artist. So that's where I am now. Yeah, no. So, uh, but I'm independent, 110%, and uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, you know, you're hearing a lot of artists are, are, are going the independent route, um, you know, and it's and a lot of people are doing really good at it. I mean, yeah, the way that the um, industry is set up, the way that the Internet is set up, the way that we can have all our own equipment right in our own house, it really, it really does help. It's a lot different than it was maybe 30, 40 years ago when people mm-hmm. were coming into the industry. So that's pretty cool. And so, you know, here at the Life Unplugged podcast, the one thing that we do focus on or that I try to focus on is really the story behind how yeah. we got to For Me. Like For Me is is popping right now. It's hot. I'm hearing it all over Sirius Radio. But there's yeah, a story. I didn't even know that. I yeah. keep getting this information from people. Yeah, and- yeah man. Yeah. If, on, the, on the heat uh, on Channel 46 on Sirius Radio, man, it's in heavy rotation for real. Man, that's crazy. You yeah, know? well, I know it's uh, the Heat uh, put in the rotation through a Pandora. I think it was supposed to play for like a day. Um, and it's been on there for like four weeks, man. So I, I try to always shout them out on Instagram or Twitter. And um, they're just so nonchalant about it. Like, yeah, this is dope. And we're playing it. I'm like, man, thank you. You know, I appreciate it. Like, who I need to talk to. They just like, nah, bro. We we're like it's almost like they're trying to blow the record up, yeah. And um, that's rare these days, well, uh, you know, do- for it to be organically done that way. Yeah, and they're doing a good job at it because I mean, there's yeah. a ton of people are, are using your song in in their posts, you know, yep. on social media, like everywhere. So yep. and that's and that's what I did because I had a, a upcoming episode. Uh, with a, a young lady named T, and you know, I thought that song fit like really perfect with her personality. That's why I had used it. So, that's crazy. I mean, it's definitely you know the song is definitely hot right now. So you know, congratulations, you know, on that. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. But you know what? It's a story behind that, man. You've been through so much to get through this point. One of the things is you had to overcome a surgery like five times. You had to get vocal surgery. You yeah. know, and, and they I know they told you that, you know, maybe you might that you would get your voice back, but you might not be able to sing. What was that process like for you? How were you able to overcome that and get to this point? Man, honestly, man, it's just a, a spiritual thing to if I'm being 100 percent honest, because um, I have what's called polyps, not disease or anything. It's just a knot from usage. And I think what happened when I was younger, I I started singing when I was like, very, very young. Uh, and I don't think I knew how to sing properly, even though the notes were right, singing from my throat, not my diaphragm, all the stuff you learn technically, I never really learned that stuff the right way. 
And um, I always explain to people, they'll say, well, why didn't that happen to this guy? He smokes, drinks, screams, yells. It's, it's a muscle. And uh, it's like you got uh, somebody like Derrick Rose in the NBA doing the same thing Russell Westbrook does. He got hurt a million times, you know, versus Derrick Rose being – I mean, um, Westbrook still continuing. Right. Um, with, with less – with a lot less injuries, just some people, man, they just – I don't know. They, they're a little more blessed in that arena. Uh, but I have a very, very delicate vocal cords. And um, so – I had two surgeries initially, one on my left side, one on my right vocal cords. Then the third surgery was um, just tonsils. But it was still the fact that they had to, I had to go under again in the same area, you know, some different, but same area. The last two were very unique. Uh, The fourth one was like my polyps came back. Wow, and I was I, it was hard for me to talk and definitely sing. So they did this. They tried. Um, well, I went to a different doctor this time in Atlanta, uh, Doctor Klein, and he got me straight. But the anesthesia did something to my system, it threw off my chemical balance, and I had a seizure oh, like boy. right after. So it re-ruptured the surgical area. So I ended up having that surgery again. And he said, look, at this point, I'm if I, with your permission, I'm going to have to try something on, like a new surgery, right. uh, outpatient. And he went through my nose and did some funky stuff. I could watch the surgery on the TV. Whoa. Yeah. And all they did was numbed my, no- my nasal passage. And I think they gave me like a volume or something. And I'm just looking up at the screen watching. It. Wow. And uh, I, that was four years ago. So wow. crazy. But you got to be careful what you pray for, man. Because I was I was like, man, if you allow me to be able to sing again, I don't really I don't really care about talking as much because I'm already kind of chill. Right. And man, when I tell you it's easier for me to sing than it is to talk. Wow, like, it's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Now you singing, probably singing more now than you ever did. <laughs> Man, I, this is where I, this is my mic here. Um, okay, Living Room Chronicles. I recorded it right here. In my uh, yeah, oh, I did really? for I did for me right here. Wow, did you really? Yeah, I just cut the crib, man. Wow. Well, first of all, that's a, that's a, an amazing. I'm glad that you were able to recover from that. You Thank know, you. And, and especially to be doing what you're doing now. So, you know, right. you know shout out to you for that. And, but I was going to say, I, I kind of always compare podcasters, especially like um, some of us. We like we like the independent music artists, you know, the singer, because look, I'm in the room, too. Like <laughs> I got the mic set up. I got everything right. and we doing it right here, too. So I could definitely, you know, appreciate that what you're doing. So, yeah, you do the mixing and mastering the engineering part of it. Or is that you or? Well, I have a team. So from for doing music so long, you know, I went from having record deals. Like I moved to Atlanta. I was a signed artist. Um, okay. I had to deal with So So Dev. And then I had to deal with Bad Boy. And then I was independent. I've been independent since like 2010. But I stopped doing music as an artist, obviously, because the vocal issues. And then right. just, you know, the industry itself, I, I just was songwriting. And um, that was my primary function up until about two, well, it's been three years now. About three years ago, I started releasing music again. It's been, yeah, not even a full three years. Okay. And um, 
you know, I knew when I started doing it again, I was just going to use my relationship. So I know an abundance of producers. Yeah. They do all the majority of my beats and stuff come from in-house producers or people I work closely with or I manage in some capacity. I write all of my music and then my friends mix and master my music. Wow. So it's okay. pretty dope. Like, yeah. uh, but they but these are people I started with who just by now they got like accolades and like Grammys and the same guy that mixed for me mixed Flowrider's music. He okay. did my house and like so yeah. this is easy for him. This is a cakewalk. Right. That's you know what I'm up. saying? Like <laughs> I'm sending him the files and everything's digital now. So yeah. it's like even though I have access to studios, I I prefer the comfort of my home. Okay. Because I don't have to be like with my vocal issues. I can't be around a lot of smoke and, okay. a, and too much loud talking and that, like this is chill, right? And and I can zone out, send them the files, and we done. No, I man, I'm gonna take you back a little bit. All, All right? right, because okay. the reason. So I started off. I said I was gonna call him Mr. Crowder, but. <laughs> But they you you used to be called Mr. Crowder, so you actually were a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about that because like dude, you're super educated, you know, brother, like, you know, you got a bachelor's degree, you got a master's degree in education. Yeah. Tell me about that experience, like <laughs> you know, being yeah, a teacher. I, I was man, I got a deal at a young age and um my dad was my principal in middle school. So my dad is a pastor and a principal. Okay. My mom was a guidance counselor. My sister's a teacher. You know, like my two of my aunts were teachers, maybe wow. no, three of them. One was a principal. So I come from a family of educators. So imagine me being like a straight A student, honor student, like, yeah, I'm not going to college. You know, I'm uh, just. They're not trying to hear music. that. <laughs> like, boy, you crazy. So my dad just kindly, I remember him telling me, you know, if that's the decision you make, that's cool. But if you need any help, don't come back here because you don't have the excuse to say you didn't have the right influence to, you know, he wasn't trying to force me a college. He just said, I want you to be empowered. So right. you'll always be marketable. If you need a job, it's going to be that much easier to get one, et cetera, et cetera. So to, I'm so grateful I ended up doing it, but I went to college with an attitude. Like, <laughs> like, right. yeah, it, like full scholarship, didn't have to pay for it. I went to Tennessee State. I'm gonna stay local. Um, I was I'm from Nashville, so I said I'm gonna stay local. I'm not living at the house with y'all. I'm staying on campus. <laughs> I'm in the honors co-ed dorm, and it took me maybe two days, and I was in love with the college experience. <laughs> like I'm downstairs playing the piano in the lobby. Nice. Uh, I'm in the talent shows. I'm opening up like. I had the time of my life in college. That's like awesome. I loved it. And um, but anyway, in that experience, I get out and I sign a deal and I'm like uh moving to Atlanta and stuff, and my deal only lasted like maybe five months because the label folded. I was uh so so deaf was under Arista. So when they switched to J Records, that was the end of the deal. I didn't owe any money or anything, but it was just like, okay, what do I do now? Because right. all the money I was supposed to make, now there's no outlet for me, no pathway for me to make that money. So 
I come back like, yo, dad, I need a job. Like, he's like, all right, I'll put in a call to one of my friends, uh, but you're probably going to have to teach. And I was like, teach? Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, I ended up teaching. I was teaching an algebra class, man, at my old high school. I did that for years. And to this day, I still work. I work with kids for the rest of my life. I just built a, a studio at a school uh, here in Atlanta. Okay. And I, I, I love working with kids. I, I'll do that probably for the rest of my life. Well, that's a, that's great because not only that, and, and clearly because you ended up with a 4.0 grade average, a GPA. Four, so you definitely love the uh... – See, you do your research, man. But, see, I, I, I made grades like that, but I didn't enjoy school. Like, okay. even getting my master's degree was like – it was not intentional. It was just logic, logical. Right. Like I had to take classes to keep my job because I wasn't a certified teacher. I didn't go to school to teach. I majored okay. in business. Right. So I'm teaching math because I was just strong in math. And the principal, I had the luxury of being hired by someone who remembered I was a top math student. So she's like, I know you can teach this class. So uh, she put me in a class, you know, but one of the requirements was I had to take classes on the side from a university to hold my job. So the logic was like, so I'm going back to school, but I'm not getting a degree. Nah, let me go ahead and and, and do that extra semester to get, um, you know, another degree. Because right. it, it wouldn't hurt. So that's how I got my master's. But it was not because I was just an elite student that just was excited about education i i would love to say that but that wasn't the case (laughs) so you know that kind of takes me to this question because i think that's a that's a very interesting dynamic when we especially when we talk about um you have an opportunity to be signed to a label what pushed you toward music i think the difference is uh i look at education now that i'm more mature older is my service work. I, I really went from working because I had to, to working because I would have done it as a volunteer, you know? Uh, so having the extra check and the benefits is just icing on the cake. So I always tell like artists that I'm writing for who like, yeah, you know, this all I do. I'm like, yeah, that's cool, but that's not necessarily anything to brag because somebody has put out there that, you got to be a full-time artist or a full-time actress or whatever to be successful in the entertainment industry. But the truth is when you're in the beginning phases, or even when you're having some success, like where I'm now, that doesn't mean it translates to dollars. Right. And you still got to live, especially if you got responsibilities like kids. And so, you know, to keep from being the starving artist, just get a job. Right. Where's the shame in that? You know, so I've always been that guy that was working during the day and I would go to the studio right when I got off of work, but I love music. So it didn't feel like work to me. Right. I travel every weekend, you know, like just stay on the ground, stay on the grind. And that's, that's been the balance for me. You know, I definitely could understand the passion when, when you're doing something that you enjoy and it doesn't feel like work. So, so that's, yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and that's great that you have that experience because a lot of people, like you said, they have that, I got to be a starving artist and not do anything else. And there's no shame in going to school. There's no shame in getting a job until you get where you want to get to where you can, yeah. maybe, maybe one day you can give up that job and pursue it full time. And that's, you know, maybe the ultimate goal. 
Um, but to have it, nothing wrong with it. Yeah, and I and I hate when they say it's part of the grind. Like you know, I'm not working because I'm on my grind. The right. the job is part of the grind. Like that's what's funding your grind. That's what's allowing you to maintain while you're on the grind. Like right. keep the lights on. Yes. You know, <laughs> like if you if you can't afford transportation, how are you really on the grind? Because somebody asks you to go somewhere. You're gonna you're gonna always be nickeling and diamond making excuses of why you can't get there. Right. But if you were to work, you know, it just you know <laughs> You'd have been good. <laughs> yeah. That's the You'd real grind there, to me right? is the people that are actually working jobs and still pursuing their dream right. um and doing both. To me that's that's the real grind. And that's that's no shot to people yeah, who don't right. if you're lucky enough to not work, hey, that's dope. But mm-hmm. you know, it's no shame in it. So here's a question. Uh, what was that like, you know, being signed in your early 20s and just being in the music industry? What has that, what was that like versus being in the, being an independent artist? Um, it was a, um, a rude awakening. I would say that because all of the, you know, the dream aspect of it is it quickly fades because all you've seen is movies and television. And in my case, being from Nashville, although they call it Music City, there I had never seen an artist before do what I was doing. Like, so I didn't have anybody to pick up the phone and call or say, hey, man, when they do such, such with the publishing, what's the, what, what does that mean? Or how do they, how do you get your advance? How do, simple questions that seem just silly to me now I, I literally didn't have people to bounce ideas off of or what's the best way to go about this label structure or to do this, this, or whatever. So uh, I think it was a lot of rude awakenings, like finding out some of the things in the contract didn't mean what I thought they meant or labels kind of can do whatever they want to in some scenarios. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it was, it was actually more painful than it was pleasure pleasurable like yeah it was it was crazy would you ever sign to a label again that's a great question because that's the phase i'm in now the irony of and of course i've had labels approach me over the years um but it's normally like a cheesy little basic deal but now that i'm i'm doing numbers on my own and stuff like people like you hearing my stuff on the radio and and it's organic. It's like really, truly organic. I don't know the people making videos with my music. In 90% of the time, these are people I don't know. And that's why I try to make sure I comment on every post. Like I have to go like search my audio or people tag because a lot of people don't tag me. They don't know who I am. Yep. But they're using my music. They're dancing to it. And they're like, oh my God, I've been on this. I, this, this is on the top of my playlist. I play it on repeat. So I, I'm having to do a lot of work of just going, saying what's up to people, commenting, and they love it, you yeah. know, because they like, dang, that's dope. You actually, like, hit me up and, and said thank you. Uh, but with that taking place, I can get a different type of deal now that I wouldn't call a record deal. It's more of a partnership. Okay. And it can fill the void of some things that I'm not able to do on my own because that's the downside of being independent. There is this glass ceiling to where you can only get 
so far before you almost either have to sign deal or at least partner with the people that control that aspect of the industry because they do. Right. Wow. It's just that simple. They they have access to certain algorithms and certain, um, you know, not to get too deep, but right. just a lot of people don't notice, yeah. you know, <laughs> and certain playlists that you'll never be on on your best day. Wow. Certain radio pool that you'll never have, like with the best song in the world, because there's that aspect that has nothing to do with music. And right. that's where you end up having to partner with with the label on that, on the strength of that. Okay. So, but that's a different type of deal though. Okay. Now that yeah, makes sense. So. That makes sense. That, that segues perfectly to this new single you have out called For Me. Tell me a little bit about that song. So um, for me, like, I honestly don't have really deep song experiences because I'm going to be honest, I'm more of a vibe writer, so what we call a vibe writer. I sit in the same little bench. My piano's here. Uh, when I get tracks, like, my mic is here. And the way my vibe works, there's no audience. I'm not showing out for anybody, but I write on the mic. So I have the track up, whatever comes to me. I'm mumbling, boom, that comes out, and I'm just building the song as I go. And when I do that process, a song like for me, that's an hour tops, and we done. You know, but that was a demo to be, you know, pitched to uh, another artist. You know, like, I don't want to say anybody in particular, but, you know, those... Like, I am really function more as a writer. So I haven't released the song that I've done in, except for my song, I did a song called Suicide. Even that wasn't my song, so I take that back. Every song that I've done in the last three years has been a demo as a songwriter. Wow. And I I think that's my new formula because I don't overthink the song. Okay. So I'm just thinking catchy. For me, is a popular phrase. It definitely is. (laughs) So I, I, I... I write clean music. So I said, well, what if I clean this up to where when people say for me, it's not negative. Like, it's not like, oh, it's the shoes for me. Sometimes they're saying that, but they're joking on you. They're clowning. So I said, well, what if I'm talking about, you know, my significant other and I'm like, it's your hair for me or it's it's her face for me or whatever, whatever. Um, And I think people just eating it up. I didn't expect it to do what it's doing now, uh, but it's, it's, it's popping right now, for sure. For sure. Well, look, we're going to get I'm into this. I'm not complaining. Tra- yeah, no, that's good. So, look, we're going to get into this track by JC entitled For Me. Cause it's worth it even if I lose 
Video was out too. Yes. And I thought the video was very interesting because, yeah, to your point, you looked at the beauty of all women from all different walks of life, all yep. different shapes, sizes, colors, whatever. And mm. it, it goes right along with the song. So I Thank thought you. that was done very well. Thank you, man. Yeah. yeah, that was definitely intentional. The The record I put out prior to this was called No Filter, and I had Jacquise yep. on it. Yep. And it was a similar concept, and and we had a lot of success with no filter too. I, I I was able to piggyback off of that, but I wasn't able to be as blunt with the because uh, I had other people involved and et cetera right. et cetera. But I wanted this to intentionally like you know, like I wanted people to see that I intentionally put different types of women in the video. I didn't even have a lead girl, like nope. I didn't like, which is very uncommon for r&b artists yep. like you're supposed to have a girl in your video like you, you who is your love interest in a video yep and the directors even asked they was like so who's the main girl i was like nobody nope and they were like huh and i was like yeah i just want to feature different and they was like that is dope yeah. so we did all that in-house again in atlanta like the outdoor scenes i'm i'm outside like I didn't even know wow. where how we were gonna fill in the blanks, and I was outside jogging. I was like, "This is perfect. We shoot it right here." It's like, a, listen, it's, uh, it's, it so is it just perfect. came together. 
Hey man, well I like to encourage everybody to do me a favor if you don't mind and go watch the video, but also comment on the video. I'm learning how important that is to like, comment, subscribe because right. those algorithms are all driven off of engagement. So sometimes people watch it, they like, bro, this is dope, and they just text me or they DM me or yeah. they comment. But I'm like, thank you. But I also need you to kind of say that over there. We just hit a million views uh, two days ago. Nice. And I've never had a video hit a million. Thank you. <laughs> I've never, I've never hit a million views ever. Wow. Uh, the most I've done, one of my older videos did like a half a million, but my most recent videos typically do like uh, in the hundreds, like okay. 150, 160. So this is like a big jump. You know, That's and good. it's still going up. So it's like, whoa, like, okay. Uh, so we're just trying to, stuff like this, man, like people like yourself, y'all right. really, really helping me get the word out and take it to the next level. But well, we definitely going to get the word out. I want to ask you about this. I did not know that there was a Japanese R&B billboard. Yeah. Right, so... What a lot of people don't know is like again you're not you're you're not new to the industry but you have had major major success overseas. Yeah. What has that been like for you? That's been cool man because I got successful overseas without going there. And so uh again this is all independent. So I was out the trunk with my first album literally cuz we was you know it was a CD but those CDs were being purchased and somehow through CD Baby, a lady, I still remember her name. Her name was Tomoko. I can't remember her last name. She was from uh, Tokyo, Japan. And somebody gave her one of my CDs. It got all the way to Japan. Wow. And I, she placed the order for like 50 CDs. That's big when you're independent because that's like $500. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Then she placed the order for 200 Wow. Then she placed the order. She started placing orders for 500 and a 1000 to the point I was like, I don't have that many CDs. Right. Like, it costs a lot of money to press those up. So she started um, meeting me halfway on pressing CDs, and I, I started having my CDs shipped directly to Japan. They wouldn't even come to me. Wow. And she she single-handedly like built my name up over there and allowed me to get charted. And then that led to me doing licensing deals where I basically partnered with companies like Starbase and Pvine over there, where they took what I already did and they repackaged it. They put um all of the uh lyrics in Japanese and they re-released it over there. Wow. And I did that on at least three projects and in in maybe two or three singles. That's great. And look, let's not gloss over that charting. Like, that Japanese R&B, that was like a number five. Yeah, yeah. it was something like that. Yeah, it was they, up yeah, there. Yeah, I think it was. It was number yep. five. And uh, I think in Germany, it was number three. Yep, hey, man, you do. You do <laughs> I don't know where. Look, I need to hire you. Like, I don't even know that. Like, you're reminding me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now Germany came from. Um, I'm gonna tell you how crazy this is. This is why you gotta treat everybody. I treat everybody the same way. Right. I got my connection in Japan. Well, not Tomoko, but after Tomoko, my deal in Japan, where my music was licensed, came from a German producer. 
So I okay. worked with some German producers. Uh, they go by T-Town. And they had uh, re- basically referred me to a Japanese label saying he's already sold a lot of products over here. He's in the clubs out in Germany. He's wow. worked with a lot of DJs in Germ- Germany. We love him out here. Y'all should, you know, give him a shot. And so I got my plug for my deals in Japan from somebody all the way in Germany. Wow. You know, who I never <laughs> to this day have never seen face to face. I've right. never met any of these people. Right. A lot of artists have success mm. overseas before they have success at home. Do you do you know why that is? I feel like um overseas they're a little more receptive to new. Like okay. I feel like here it's like, you know, you say, Hey, I'm a singer. I'm a rapper, I'm a song producer, and everybody's just like, oh, okay. Like, the first question is, well, who have you worked with? They don't uh, ask those questions overseas. Overseas, my experience has been, yeah, some people ask that. Some people contact you for that. But I get more attention from raw talent. They still are, like, they can hear a song like you did and say, this is dope. I want to work with this guy, or I want to link with this guy. That's how they do over there. Where here sometimes it's more clickish and yeah. it's more like if I don't see you on TV or hear you know hear you with tied to this other artist or see you have a hundred, two, three hundred thousand followers, a million followers, uh, you must not be that important. Yeah, that's an American thing. I'll tell you when you commented on the, on the post and I saw that you weren't verified, right? Yeah. So I'm like, yo. So I it wasn't. I just didn't know if somebody was trolling you. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, I'm like, all right. Like, I'm like, he's, this dude got a song on serious radio right now. Like he's commenting on Bro, random I, posts. I, they will not, <laughs> they will not verify. Me. I don't know why. Like wow. my last record, like was premiered on BT, MTV, Revolt. And even my regular Jacquees charted on regular radio. Yeah. It got to like number 62, 61 on the R&B charts. Now this record's moving. And I'm like, I got I got a legitimate business. I got business documents. I got my ID. I'm yep. a legal sis. So I don't know what the requirement is, but right. if I do part if and when I do partner with the label soon over these coming weeks or right. hopefully uh, that's gonna be at the top of the list. That'd be I'm the like, first thing. <laughs> I, see, that's that label power. They yeah. can make one call. Yeah, verified is yep. done. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I can't do that. And I have. That's another thing with me being independent. I've never had a problem admitting what I can and can't do, or where mm-hmm. I am in my career. That's why I don't do fake numbers. Like, I yeah. won't uh put you know go to Spotify and just run up. Oh man, we should get this to a million. So let's just pay these people on Fiverr. To, not to put them on blast, but it's right. a lot of fake people on there. It is. <laughs> so, and, and they run bots and stuff, so you can hire those people wow. to, to run it up for you. And and I've consistently been like, no. Right. But I've also consistently watched my stuff go from 80,000 streams to like uh, this one did 100, this one did 250, the last one did 500. Okay, yeah. this one, we want to get past that 750 a million. You know, and, and I know there's artists doing more. Right. But that's me challenging myself to let each release do better than the one that preceded. That's it's that simple. Because if you're doing that, you know, 
you're making progress. And that's and that's what it's all about. It's that steady growth that just consistently putting out a good good product and yep. just you know, and just continuing to follow your dream, man, and, and you you're doing a great job at it. J C, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Um, I appreciate and doing you. this. Taking the time to comment on a on a just a you know a post on my promo you know for me as a podcaster um, that's huge for me and the fact that you responded and then the fact that you followed through and actually came on to be on my yeah. show like I really appreciate that because you know this is what we we out here doing you know we trying right. to connect with people like I said my podcast is all about telling the story behind the people that are yeah. doing amazing things and. Um, you know, and, and your story is amazing and you're doing some great things and I wish you nothing but the best and success. And now you are a friend of the life unplugged podcast, man. So, you know, the next, yeah. the next, uh, project that you have a new album, a new single, like definitely I love to, you know, have you come back on the show again and we could chop it up and talk some more. Definitely, man. Anytime, man. Yeah. So, so look, everybody, why don't you first, so before we go, why don't you let everybody know where they could stream the song where they can contact you interact with you see the video okay so the the easiest place to go to is it's it's your boy jc.com i-t-s-y-a-b-o-y-j-c.com because that'll have my ig my facebook it's got all of the links to my spotify my apple music uh but this song is on all platforms so uh, but with me having such a common name, just J and C, there's a story behind that too. Yeah. Um, you know, like it, it, it's, I try to put it all in one place. So if you go to issueboyjc.com, that, that'll be the easiest route. Okay. Yeah, JC, I definitely appreciate you again, man. Listen, I appreciate everybody joining us for this episode of the Life Unplugged Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy. You know you can find me heavy on IG at all times. Life Unplugged underscore podcast on Twitter at Life Unplugged pod underscore one. And, uh, you know, again, JC, thank you for being on the show. We're going to take everybody out with this fire new track by my man, JC, for me. Thank you, brother.